Welcome to episode two, season two of the Cancer Sisters podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Amanda. And this is It's Time. Insert Mariah's voice instead of ours. Because we can't do that. So we're doing a little video podcasting too to go along with this. So it's fun for us. If you notice right here behind my head, there's our cover photo for our podcast. You want to tell the story? It was our 40th birthday. <laughs> it, that's the whole story. <laughs> I didn't know that she was behind me. I was going to take a selfie with those weird glasses on, and lo and behold, she just came behind me, and it's like the most magical photo. But now, I love it. But now I don't look like any of these photos, and I just have this beautiful silver hair. It's very soft and plush. It is very soft. I think I'm going to do a faux hawk. Well, ask but, me. Oh, yeah. Faux hawk. Yeah. No. Well, what do you have to do to faux hawk it? Trim up the sides. You gotta let it grow up top. Just yeah, to well. Get it off the sides there. I get it. Yeah. Well, I'm leaning in here. <laughs> it's unusual <laughs> that we're talking this close together. <laughs> it's not uncomfortable at all. I like it. Okay. It's nice. Um, in in episode one, we talked about you taking a break from chemotherapy. Yes. And there's more since we last spoke. Yeah, because I had my CT and the results came and I talked to my doctor. So now um, I got the go-ahead, the green light, shall we say, from my oncologist, from my colorectal surgeon, and from the plastic surgeon that would all need to coordinate on the surgery that I'm going to have. So it's been greenlit by all three. Meaning, um, no, I just wait for a date when they figure out when they can all get together and do my surgery. Mm-hmm. And so surgery. you don't have to, you don't have chemotherapy planned. And even in your, your next scan is in February. And even in February, it may not mean right chemotherapy because the lesion that you have or the nodule that you have left is so small that even if it grows, it may not be significant enough to get you to return to chemo. warrant chemotherapy. Yeah. Right. That's great. It's pretty great stuff. So it's hard to, it's hard to like, I had to process for a while. It's hard to be like, oh, so joyful because I still have cancer. But also it's so much progress that, um, that I can have this surgery now if, you know, when, if all stars align and, um, it's a major surgery and there's a lot of feelings about it, but it should happen. Can you do a quick recap of all that's involved yeah i don't remember the last time we spoke about it's been a long time so if you didn't hear it anyway but i talked about your foot surgery we didn't really talk about yeah the big one so the first tumor that i had that was you know obliterated in 2021 Mm -hmm. yeah um except for that little fragment that broke off and gave me metastasis um left a hole and it's called a fistula and right now that Fistula is being held open by a piece of plastic, a ring called a seton. Oh, I forgot. I was trying. Seton, if it depends on who. A seton. It's a um, It's like going to Target. Not a futon. It's a seton. It's a, it's a <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that is meant to keep, you know, it free from infection and all that kind of stuff. So... I could go on like this for a while, but there are other symptoms and side effects um, that are caused by this fistula, and I very much want to get it fixed, and it's very involved. So it's two pieces. The plastic surgeon goes in first and um, 
harvests a small piece of thigh muscle. Hamstring. Uh, it's hamstring, yeah. But I mean you're pointing to your you're pointing to your quadriceps as your hamstring. It's, well it can it's the gracilis, which helps control abduction and adduction. Okay, so you're in and out, right? Um, it's a flat piece of muscle that they use a lot in reconstructive type surgeries. So it, they'll take it and go through the subcutaneous fat in my body, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And they said quite painful. Um, and create a true septum between the two organs that were affected by the tumor and the hole that it left. And then part two is the colorectal surgeon. Um, they're both done lap- laparoscopically, by the way. Um, finds a, a hamstring re- mm-hmm. removal. Nuts. Finds a piece. It's called an ileostomy, and finds finds a piece of the colon to bring through the skin in my stomach for a temporary. Keyword temporary. Temporary uh, ostomy bag. The recovery is, you know, well, first I have to go like three to five days inpatient in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then um, home health comes and I have to make sure my intestines wake up and work. And then I have about three That's months. That's before you leave the hospital. Before I leave the hospital. And then I have about three months of recovery. And if all goes well, then I would have the reversal at that point of mm-hmm. the ostomy. And I don't even know what that takes at this point. Um, I think it's fairly minor compared to everything else. But I will, you know, have to do com- like a compression stocking on the whole leg, whichever leg they choose, and mm-hmm. might come home with a drain in that leg. And which have to we heal from that as well. When we've talked to um, when we talked to our friends who have um, survived breast cancer, uh, breast cancer surgery, mm-hmm. they've all come home with drains. Yeah, and. That's not something you ever think about, like that should leave the hospital. But right. I'm sure we have a nice, a good network of people who can talk about what that's like. And, yeah. And and there's even a ring a ling a ling. There's even even though you and I were talking and we can't quite remember what the plastic surgeon said to you the first time you I ever know. the first time you ever met with them because it was like last March. Right. Yeah. It's feeling like almost a year ago, even though it wasn't quite. But that Nine is months. more that is more disruptive, and that is more uncomfortable than the ostomy, which that's what I'm told. Which which physically seems like it should be a bigger deal, although that's a really common practice. Yeah, the fact that we're even talking about this ostomy is because I've had more than a year to think about it. Because when I was first told by my colorectal surgeon before I started treatment that. If it came to surgery, then I might lose too much of the uh, rectum or anal canal or any of those things that I might have to have an ostomy bag for the rest of my life, to which I said... No, thank you. Expletive, no. Um, And I said, besides, I'm single. (laughs) So I was like, oh, he'll know. (laughs) And he went on to say, you know... People live long and healthy lives, and you can even swim with one. And I was like, I don't even want to consider it. To the place I'm in now where I'm like, okay, I'm just prepared for what's ahead for as much as I can be prepared for what I'm going to feel and what's going to happen. And I'm sure it's not going to be easy. Um, But 
just leaning in. You're so close. I can't even see you. My <laughs> eyes are crossing. <laughs> Did that happen when I looked at you? I was like, it's not just. You're this... by my long range contact. Stop it. <laughs> it's not just the swollen eyelid. <laughs> Don't give me that shit. <laughs> She's trying to give me your sty. Oh no, I'm not sharing my sty. Well, we um we had some great family time earlier today, and yes. an interesting question came up: is you've known about the surgery for about a, well more than a year, right? But it was, you know, it was early March, maybe even February, that you met with the surgeons, right, to talk about this. I think it was really in February. Yeah. So you've had a lot of time to get used to the idea. Of, of having this surgery and yeah. multiple surgeries and all that it means. But now, it, you know, now that you have the go-ahead and your surgeons are working on the time when their schedules align, it it must feel pretty real. But I don't want yeah. to put that on you. I mean, how, no, how are you feel feeling about real. it? I mean, the first thing is that um, I didn't mention in my recap that there are other ways to fix this kind of thing, like a skin flap. But the tissue was had so much radiation, it won't heal, heal on its own. Well, it's because it's thin, not healing already. It's, it's not healing now, and it's a thin piece of tissue, which there are basically, like, there's three options, and the third one is this one. And, you, you know, don't even bother trying the other ones because they're so major. And it's honestly very scary. I... Um, I've dealt with a lot of the feelings I had, but initially I was just really not wanting to be in the hospital. And just the thought of being on pain meds and being in pain and in the hospital and being alone in the hospital, you know, especially overnight, all those things like really scare me. Who's going to stay with me overnight? Well, first of all, you can't take off time. Yeah, well, first of all, Maybe nobody needs to stay with you overnight, but you know that we're all going to be there as much as we can. I know. It's just scary because, you know. You're never alone in a hospital. <laughs> never alone in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't you remember me talking about how I know. one of the nicest people I met was the person who came to collect the trash at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah. I can't tell you why they were doing it that at early. At four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But... No, you won't be alone. And yeah. listen, I 100% understand. I'm not trying to minimize your feelings at all about time spent in a hospital, but yeah. you will be well cared for. But when you, and I know I will, but like when you were there when for your surgery, like I always felt so bad leaving you. You know, I didn't want to leave you in the hospital, but you had, you know. I had some sleeping to do. Right. And I will too. So, so that, and then Especially I think like. all those drugs. Yeah. Who but it? <laughs> but I hope to not remember most of it, actually. Um, but I think the hardest part is figuring out what happens when, you and I have talked about this a lot, what happens when I come home mm-hmm. or how to come home and talked about other places and to go and the dogs. Yeah, there are and, some logistics to figure out. Yeah. To in include spots. your dogs because yeah. I think as lovely as they are, they, they're not going to leave you alone. Well, no, because they're cuddlers. And, like, the main thing they're going to want to do is climb on top of me, especially if I'm laying down somewhere. Mm-hmm. And 
I can only think of, like, I'll have all these pain spots, like, I'm going to not want them on. So it's logistically a lot to think about. Um, and I think those are the things giving me anxiety. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I have a frame of mind, like, okay, I, I'm ready to get through this. I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. I know the things that are ahead. I know it's not going to be easy. But on the other side of it, all these other things that plague me day in and day out mm-hmm. because of this um, will hopefully go away. That's a fantastic step. Um, it's going to be horrible and it's going to be painful. I mean, yeah. there's no... Thanks for confirming that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's like, I I mean, the lobectomy was my most Horrible. Yeah. painful experience of my lifetime. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this, this will be right. <laughs> and I'm not saying I had one was the C-section, and I'm not saying that this is um, going to be that for you. But when they tell you you're going to be in the hospital for that long, and when they tell you that it's going to be painful, yeah, you have to believe them. Oh and yeah. You know that one of the most interesting things I've you know I've a perspective I've gained on pain medicine, and this does make me feel kind of dumb for saying it because. I never really thought of it this way. But the the pain medicine never is guaranteed to take away the pain. It's mm. just to to dull it enough to make it manageable. I mean, it is yeah. pain management. It's not pain eradication. But that doesn't mean Great, that I, you can't get comfortable. And that I'll doesn't mean that... Think of that, that when I go to sleep tonight. Thanks. Sure. <laughs> and... The, <laughs> But that doesn't mean, I mean, you know that the nurses are fantastic human yeah. beings. And you know that they'll take care of you and you know that they'll help you manage that. You, you can keep talking. Just okay. fixing that. <laughs> I was mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a to be continued. That's a to be determined. TBD. Yeah, it's a big life update. TBT. TBT. No, we're not throwing back to Thursday. It's to be determined. <laughs> I, can't get, I can't get to it, but if we could throw back to Thursday. That's what I. Wake I up hope with the to hear sometime soon, and then I can start planning. Mm-hmm. Make some real plans, yeah, and then like travel because all I just want to do is get out of here. Travel? When are you traveling exactly? <laughs> what do you? <laughs> In four to six months. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> if I don't have to go back to chemo, that is. I don't know. And, like, it's a real thing about work because, like, I have to be present for all my jobs, except for, like, Arbon. I mean, like, I can sell that at any point and have reorders at any point. But, um, you know, I have only X amount of days of, um, is it PTO? No. What's it called? Sick days. Sick days. Sick time? <laughs> no, sick, but I have, like, 32 hours days. built up. Those are just sick days? Well, it's, I mean, I actually don't know how it works for you, but it, you accrue sick time the same way I do or in a similar fashion. Well, this is like a very boring topic. But Sorry. What I'm trying to say. She has time off. I have time off. But okay. not much. For which, like, sick time you can take and not lose money. You're still yeah. getting paid. And I, and I don't want to say I don't care. I care. But, like, if I, if I don't get paid, that's not going to stop me. Because well, all this is like a huge quality of life issue mm-hmm. all the difficulties you're facing yeah are are ones that you can face because you know ultimately this will 
massively improve your quality of life. Oh, yeah. And that's good. And stuff that, you know, that I won't have to think about it. If I do have to go back to chemo, that I'm only dealing with one medical issue and not several. Except for um, as my foot heals, then perhaps I have to also think about what's happening with my hip. Yeah, well, you know but what I mean, like, one major surgery at a time, okay? <laughs> I know, I know, we're gonna just push that on down One joint, one body part. Yeah. Well, for me, um, in just a couple of days, mm-hmm. I'll have my flexible sigmoidoscopy. Yeah. That's... That's your every three months, isn't it's it? It's my every three months. Yeah. Yep. I just had one on. Just a little camera. Just a little look-see. Just a little camera that goes right up in there. Maybe a couple, just maybe a couple of biopsies. Just a oh, little gosh. look-see. That's on Monday, which is nice. I don't have to work on Monday. Alone. Yay. Yeah. Um, and then I think next month, uh, chest CT, CT okay. just to check in and see what my lung and a half looks like, or my lung and a third. And yeah, it's just some follow-up. Okay. Cool. Well, the other topic I kind of wanted to bring up. Pharaoh. You've been eating pharaoh and red lentils. (laughs) Muesli. (laughs) Muesli. Yes. Sister Heather sent me some muesli. Um, You're having it like as a breakfast cereal? Oatmeal? It's like oatmeal. Yeah. With berries and such. Mm -hmm. How's it going? Blueberries. Uh, Good. But I was eating, I'm eating up my eggs this week, so... So not the muesli. I have it not on the muesli right now, but it's, have you tried it at yeah, all? It's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, Pharaoh has become our new favorite. So since oh. we last talked with Jackie about it, um, I've made Pharaoh twice. I didn't know that. It's quite delicious. Thanks for inviting me over. Anytime. It's uh, <laughs> we I did um. Pharaoh what are you tired of helping me out with? I'm fatigued. <laughs> <laughs> Pharaoh with peppers and onions, and I think we did chicken or turkey sausage. I it's forgot. delicious. Now tell the folks listening how you make it. Pharaoh? Yeah. You boil it. <laughs> you rinse it. You boil it, and you boil it until you get to whatever consistency. I mean, it is a bit chewy, but it doesn't, it's, it's like boiling pasta instead of boiling rice because it doesn't absorb all the water. Yeah. It just cooks down, so it's still about a 20-ish minute kind of thing, and then you, you know, drain and season as you want. So a little olive oil, garlic's always involved, and pepper. Yeah, and since you don't have your crop of tomatoes, you gotta buy them if you need it. Right. No more <laughs> maters since it's November. Um, and then I, I do have on the menu um, a red lentil soup. Oh, nice. For this week. I mean, my meal plan. Well, I, I've not made it yet. I can't tell you how good it is, but... I was talking... Lemon, lemon, spinach, turmeric, broth, carrots. Sounds good. Beans. We had a... Beans. <laughs> You're going to make the, rib, the rice and the beans? You're going to make the it? rice and the beans. Um, Just the red I was talking to one of my swim parents and um, said something like, oh, I didn't want to cook. I ordered a pizza. And he was like, Oh, I thought you ate really healthy. Well, I do. But sometimes you just got to have a pizza. <laughs> right? That's right. And that's about the balance of it, too. Because, like, if you eat healthy the majority of the time and eat to fix, you know, things in your body and the inflammation, 
and eat for wellness, then when you have craving, you can do it. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. it made me fall asleep immediately. The pizza? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was good. <laughs> and I fell asleep. Is that on the, the couch. very definition of a comfort food? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it made you feel so comfortable. I was so comfortable and mm, warm in the just tummy. Fell asleep on the couch because you're tired after work. I'm so tired. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's another thing because like I have to realize I still have cancer even though it's minimal right now and that's fantastic. I'm still tired and I, my body hurts and I don't have the energy that I would like. Right. And that, I think that's one of the things you have to look at in, in kind of two different ways. One, of course you're frustrated with it. And, and like we've talked about before, you can yeah. let that negative thought come so that you can let it go. Yeah. But that you're, um, you're, you're working, like you said today, coaching four different a teams, um, you know, running the natatorium on top of it were, I guess that was your starting point. And then mm-hmm. you're coaching all the teams. But that is a, you know, that is physically demanding. So while you say that you're tired... Some of that's not too abnormal. No, some of it's normal. And then I think I just feel it more. Oh, plus your body's been through so, so yeah. much. The ringer. The ringer, as it were. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, currently, your foot's not swollen. Well, there's a little... Oh, yeah, back. I'll just take a it back. Bit. It's a little bit swollen. <laughs> <laughs> I retract. It's actually not bad, though. It's not like a club. I'm not going to show you guys my foot, but no, we don't need to flip the camera around to see. Sneaking in there. No, please. (laughs) It's in that picture that you posted. You could see my big fat foot sitting on your couch. Yeah, I thought about that after the fact. I I knew. I knew that from our Thanksgiving photo, what you would take from it is that your foot was visible on the couch. (laughs) That's how well I know you. Now everybody who knows this is going back to just don't look at it. You don't know where it was posted. (laughs) They're going. They're going. Do not know where it was posted. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Just to see your feet. I don't know. Maybe you can make some money from that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be a different posting. I was thinking of you. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much. One of the things, sorry, I was trying to, I was trying to rein it in. Uh, One of the things we were going to talk about is fatigue and we kind of, we just. Like five minutes ago. Well, we started talking. (laughs) I, I, I I don't know. I guess I'm hungry. I had Pharaoh in the mind. I know. It's okay. It's like, it's close to dinner time. This hot chocolate's not covering it. It's hot cocoa. Why does it? It fixes everything. Because it it fixes everything in a Hallmark movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, Cheers. we have to hold, this is what we have to do. Mm. Mm. Now, don't take a sip, just hold it. Just Ooh, this hot, hot cocoa. cocoa. It's just delightful. <laughs> Let's go cut down a tree. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> oh, we're not tired at all. No, we're going to no. play um, Hallmark Bingo, so. Yes, thanks. Anyway, Nancy. go ahead, fatigue. So, we one of the things we kind of set out to talk about sort of at the end of our season one or here at the beginning of season two is how our experience with the people in our lives have changed a little bit. Yes. Uh, we, we've talked more about that. And there's, um, you have talked to a couple people and I have assumed 
about a couple of people that um, are not listening to our podcast, not because they don't care for us or not because they're interested, but because of their own experiences. Brings up a trauma response. Because we were teasing, talking about compassion fatigue. And I was like, you know, we need to look up the definition. And so that turns into, well, no matter what you put in the Google machine. The web search. <laughs> that there, you know, yeah. um, it, Compassion fatigue was, if I can remember the definitions, it's, it's somebody that's taking care of you or, you know, caring for you or doing for you that is triggered by your trauma and creates a trauma, secondary trauma response. Or they're just taking on so much of the emotional weight of what your perhaps emotional or physical pain is. It's causing emotional and physical fatigue. It's more like caregiver fatigue. fatigue, And we were fatigue. (laughs) And we weren't really talking about that. Um, Just kind of in... Well, we were in the the fact that there's a couple people not listening because it triggers them. Yes. Yeah. Like, I remember um, a coworker talking about the illness of one of their parents shortly after our dad died. And it was just really hard, really hard to listen to because the experience yes. seemed so, so much the same. And I, inside, I was just so, I just felt like so mean and sarcastic and sort of in my head where I was thinking, well, they're just going to die. And like just nasty, nasty, right. dark thoughts. And it was my own, you know, it was my own grief. Yes. And I was not, and I didn't have the compassion left. You right. Because I was that way too. And when you're raw with some kind of trauma like that, you can't handle anymore. And so I understand those people like, you know. Yeah. That that don't listen to us or can't or can't listen to us can't listen to us or don't want to hear us laughing about it because it's too, it's kind of too crit- right I mean, and there's some there's some people who are not in a place to laugh about it and truly we're not always laughing no right we we are we're trying to put our best foot forward here you caught me the other day and your I, best we were recording that would have been like real negative yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your best foot on my couch forward. <laughs> no, um, and it and it, honestly, we don't. You know, we have we have our moments in our days, and I'm not all sunshine yeah. and rainbows, but um, you know, I do ultimately have faith, and I do ultimately have hope, and I think we are natural born optimists, right? And we we are. But also when you're faced with so much, like from your broken foot to your bone-on-bone hip to the um, fistula repair and all that's going to Well, I had therapy last Monday. And for like 45 minutes, I... And she's the cancer counselor, you know. But like, I think all I did was complain. And then I said, I'm sorry, I'm just complaining. But like, I got to tell someone how hard my life is. You know, mm-hmm. like the people, loved ones, right, could get very sick of me saying it. But thankfully, I could say it to her because if I go down the list, which you started to, there's a lot wrong. <laughs> and then beyond the stuff that's wrong, there's a lot that's really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like my life is really hard right now. Um, But as it is, you know, for today and. You know, we, I'm thankful, like, you know, to spend time with family and, um, to 
to not be on chemo through the holidays. And right. There's lots to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. But some days I'm just bogged down. Grateful. Grateful. What did your counselor say in response to that? Especially when you said, well, I know I'm just complaining. Uh, she kind of just said, like, you have to. You have to get it out. Like, she... And she acknowledged. And I think that's all I kind of really needed was an acknowledgement of how, like, you know, and she was like, what you're going through is, like, too much. Like, this is way too much for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think... I mean, that went a long way for her to, like, acknowledge it. Not like you wouldn't or mom wouldn't or, you know what I mean, or... Mm-hmm. You know, it's anyone that I would talk to. I try not to talk about it because I do feel like I'm complaining, but I don't want to sit in the place where I think about how hard my life is. If I kind of deny things are the way they are, then maybe uh, I don't feel as bogged down by it. I don't feel like it's as bad. I but don't if, think it's denying. No, but if I if I actually sit and think about it, I have stage four metastatic cancer. I'm healing from the foot surgery. I can barely walk and my legs are in a lot of pain because of what my right hip is doing and throwing everything off. I have to go to the chiropractor. I have to stretch. I use my red light. I have to do that. Those are all good things. Just to go to work mm-hmm. and walk through the house and go downstairs and do laundry. Like just to exist, I have to do all this like physically. Okay. Then there's all the stuff I don't talk about. But I got to be careful what I eat and be careful what I do. And then, like, I'm doing the laundry all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's partly from my job, but I'm sweating partly all the time. Partly from your job. Partly from also my dogs. Also, you have two dogs. One I have two senior well. dogs, one that's not well. Mm-hmm. And um, on top of it, I pay for this house and all the things that I have. And, you know, I have all these expenses. Hence the work. Hence all the work I do. But then also, you know, roll that, you know, if you roll like one thing doesn't, if I focus on one bad thing, then it all rolls downhill. And then I'm like, crap, this life sucks. And I'm single and I'm not, I don't do anything. And we were talking about holiday parties today and I have no plans, but that's because I don't do things that are social really. Because I don't have of all the physical stuff I have going on. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't but, like how I look and everybody this, likes this hair and I don't. At all? It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. See, there's something to like it's about it. It's easy and it's soft. But let's, I mean, let's go back to, so this is, that's, like, I'm glad that you said it. And that's your list. And that's the one that runs through your head mm-hmm. when you say, like, the pendulum swings toward the negative. Yeah. But mostly, I don't think it's denying that all of those things are true. Mostly, what you're doing is, by doing, let's say, A, B, and C, I get to work. I get to coach to do what you love. Yeah. Right? And so it's not, you know, it's, I don't think, oh, gosh, well, I'm just denying or ignoring everything I'm going through. It's just... Choosing not to live in a dark, wallowy place. I know. It, but, um, and I don't, and I choose not to. But, like, even today, for example, and these are the things that I don't talk about. Like, well, one, I'm grateful because I start my day with my master swimmers. And they're, it's funny because we're all adults and we make jokes about this. And 
you know, make jokes about what being, being an adult and <laughs> trying to relive our swim careers. And oh like, yeah. You know, my, oh, that hurt. And then I'll You're put something back in my day. Yeah. And I'll put something on their board and they're like, Oh, I don't have to do that. Cause I'm an adult. And I'm like, you don't. I'm going to tell you what to do, but you don't have to do it because you're an adult. We have lots of jokes, you know, but that's a good way for me to, you know, because I have to get up early to start a Saturday. Mm -hmm. But what I had to do to leave the house this morning, and I won't bring in the details, but some of it's my own physical stuff and some of it's the dogs, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, I have to get up extra early, you know? Yeah. And then when I'm coaching by myself and because of all the stuff that's happened with my cancer and the way every, you know, all the radiation, it's all at the pelvis where that's why my hips the way it is. And, you know, and I, thankfully I don't like, you know, they always want to check on your bladder and I'm sure they ask you that too. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, we radiated your pelvis. How's your bladder? Mm-hmm. I thankfully don't pee myself, <laughs> but like. If I'm at the pool by myself, I'm not supposed to leave the pool deck. But if I don't go, then I'm gonna, <laughs> then I'm gonna pee myself. Yeah, well, that's not fun for anyone. It's not fun for anybody, but it's just like <laughs> those are those little life things yeah. that are a problem, and like trying to get out the door every day, and when too many of those things pile up, and when you know a dog shits on the floor, <laughs> it's. Um, Stinky. It's not good. It's stinky. Yeah. So that's a lot. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and not that everybody doesn't have these kind of things. Everybody has a, you know, there's a day where you put your coffee on top of your car and you can't find your keys. And, (laughs) you know, everybody has those kind of days. But mine just happen a lot more often. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a. (laughs) Debbie Downer makes me a Debbie Downer. Well, I think this goes back to something I've said to you before. Yeah. You have a lot of people who care for you and love you sincerely and will help you with any of those things. And sometimes I have to remind you to ask for help. Yes, but I just mean like at five in the morning when I'm getting ready for a swim practice. Well, no, I'm not going to help you at five, so. Right. But the other thing if is, if you like need we, me, it has to be by it has to be after six. <laughs> in, the, in the correct hours. But well, the other thing we were, you and I were talking about a little bit is that it's not because I am not complaining. I don't want to say it like that, but the caregiver fatigue, fatigue. What is, is happening? Why are we doing that? Why are we fatiguing? <laughs> I'm fatigued. My mouth is fatigued. <laughs> but like. Our friendships sort of have been one-sided and I feel really bad because people have called me and I haven't found time to call them back or somebody texted and saying, I really haven't talked to you in a long time. What's, mm-hmm. you know, how you doing? Because the expectation, because I'm on a chemo break or, you know, because people know that I'm at work, that they think everything's fine. So they're not offering help and they're not as available when I ask for help. Um they don't see it as urgent or, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not sewing a boot. So, um, and I'm not complaining. It's just that I think it's fatigue because our friends are used to us be, you know, like I'm typically a very caring person and I'm not giving a whole lot right now. Well, that's what I think to kind of turn this around again. I think that's what 
I'm not saying that's the reason we're experiencing this, but we have talked before about being what. And at the very least, or the very most, what yeah. we have is a greater understanding of things like friendship, of right. things like family relationships. And we have uh, taken so much from other people. Mm-hmm. But that means at some point we'll be able to give it all back. Yeah. You just have to, and that's why you have to keep it in mind. And, you know, I, f- I fully believe you'll be able to give it back because you do and that's who you are. And I think we keep that in yeah. mind because someday you'll be able to. And just you should still a, ask for help. Just in a very long season of needing help. Mm. Yeah. Right? It's been a fun one. It's been a, it's been a fun Has year. It. Has it? <laughs> Has it? Do you mean <laughs> it? Are you for real? <laughs> well, um, this is interesting, you know, that we went from fatigue to pharaoh to friend fatigue no 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 no. i was trying to be clever but i couldn't i was trying to think of like (laughs) where we started and and what other f word i could use (laughs) and not a four letter word (laughs) (laughs) well it has been fun thanks for listening all the way to the end to episode two of season two we're back in two, two and two. two. <laughs> and if you're old enough Check to know, <laughs> if you're old enough to know what that let's, means, let's redo that show. Anyway, yeah, uh, it would be a lot of that'd fun. Be a fun. So thanks right. for listening and uh, watching us talk too. Until next time. Yeah, next time, which is coming up soon. Bye. Bye.